Presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Discount not available in all states the or situations. The following is a paid broadcast for It's the Liquor Talking. Any views or opinions expressed are not necessarily those of this station or its management. Two grown men broadcasting from a large cold room. Live from the Jim Beam Cold Storage Studio in the heart of Julio's Liquors, Route 9 of Westboro, it's the Liquor Talking with Ryan Maloney and Spirits Medium, Randall Bird. Hello, everybody, and welcome to It's the Liquor Talking right here on WCRN AM 830, and we're being simulcast, hopefully, everything went through. Um, on uh, Facebook Live, Julio's Liquor's Facebook Live page, so go check that out. Um, hopefully, it's up there now. It's the liquor silence has been broken. <laughs> it really was bad today. There's two up there. I got to delete one now. Which is great. Um, I'm not sure what's happening. Yeah, I know. Not, neither am I. You know what helps in situations <laughs> like these? The drink of the show. You know what, Randall? You, you, when you're right, you are right. Let's start with the drink of the show. Okay. I will tell you today's drink of the show is Heaven's Door. This is actually a barrel that we picked. It's called the Acorn. You want to try some? Nope. Okay. Kenny's feeling a little under the weather. He has a second shingle shot today. He's... Yesterday, sure. yesterday, yesterday, uh, which is even worse, by the way. Um, <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> you aware. Are you aware now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's not fun. Um, I already got mine, so I'm glad you got yours. But anyways, um, this is a new um, barrel that just came in that we had picked. It's called the Acorn. It's barrel number 170. It's 110.6 uh, proof. Uh, and this is. Oh, thank you, sir. I'll clink your glass anyways. And I will give you, this is actually sourced out of Indiana. Um, it's over six years old. I, I'm looking for the exact date. I can't get the exact date, but we definitely know it's over six. Yeah. Um, 75% corn, 21% rye, 4% barley, um, char four, medium toast. And uh, the funny part about it is this is from our friends at Heaven's Door. Now, Heaven's Door, they do their expressions, our, our, our blends are blended. So they're free to make uh, stuff that is consistent in, in, and they put it in the, whatever it is, the Tennessee whiskey, it's the double barrel, whatever their rye, they, they, they have that, uh, that thing. But a couple of years ago, Randall and I did that. We actually blended one, it was called Burr Rye, and it actually came out very, very well. Yeah. Now this, is, this is the Bob Dylan. It's the Bob Dylan. Kind of backed. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure he's not running a still or making no, no, no blends, no. but. Uh, the reference to Heaven's Door is both the song, but also he welds a lot of uh, yeah, does pretty a lot of cool iron work and stuff. Yeah, gates and doors, which are represented on the front of the bottle. Correct. And uh, uh, this is a single barrel. Well, and and here lies. You guys want to try this? Uh, our studio audience can try that. Yeah. Here lies. Really, the this pro- is the only reason they're here. Right? Yeah, I know I there is. I don't know why I even like why I even put this off in any other direction. Um, the thing is, is they want to start doing a single barrel program. So. They have sent, and Randall's been part of this, they have sent us many, when I say many single barrels, I think the first go around, we had like 14 barrels. We had another one after 14 that. samples of the samples barrels. Samples of yeah. barrels. Yeah. And then we, we, we did another 10 or 12 of those. And the problem was, is we, weren't, we, we, we couldn't find anything that we felt was just so outstanding that we would put it in a single barrel until we happened on this one, which is barrel number 170 and so it just harkened back to the 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 sort of the old saying is a blind pig 
every once in a while gets an acorn, that sort of thing. And that's why it's called the acorn, because I don't know if we'll ever find another one from them that's as good as this. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, they they get to blend the stuff. So that's not a, you know, it's not a real issue with right. them. But for us doing single barrels, it, 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 it would be. So, you know, and we tasted some stuff that was adequate, right? But when you do a single barrel, good, solid stuff, want- but it wasn't. You want something that pops or that yeah. really kind of is something that you can get excited about that, that people, when they taste it, know that they're getting something special. Right. I'm not saying that the other stuff was awful. It wasn't gone off. It wasn't or anything bad. Like that, We're just, just like, um, I'm not going to do a bad. I'm not why do would a we go out on a limb on this one right. uh, until we can find something good? And good things came to those who waited. Right. Right. So and the, and the really nice part about that is, is this retail on this is 49.99 yeah so now we got something that i think is really nice and it's at a very uh good price too now are they moving away before they used to have a cutout of the silhouettes of some of the, the this gates. i believe is a new type of packaging the new packaging, new packaging. print of the gate yeah or the, but if you look on the side one of the other new things too is is basically they've given you an informational panel yeah on the side of the bottle it gives you an informational panel about the whiskey itself too which i think is really uh really and then nice some embossed lettering to make it less slippery yes less slippery when some like grip. some grippy um what do you think i i you know Delicious. caramels vanillas warm no real bite to it that the 110 would Whoever suggest pick this really kind of knows what they're doing <laughs> <laughs> can you reach all the way around to your back to, to get that so. i don't yeah. know i think i've seen your limited mobility i really doubt that one but this Sounds just good. this just got released. Hopefully, uh, cousin Vinny is uh, is busy at hand throwing throwing uh, some um, links up. Wood notes and it has like kind of a nice soft round fullness to it. It's really nice. Yeah, I, I, I really this this one I think really came out well, and I'm very I'm very pleased that we did this one, especially at the new at that new at that price point too. Yeah. What does the audience think? Yes, no, maybe. Yeah, it's a little. Yeah, it's really nice. I'm um, a couple drops of water in that too. Even if the one ten really, really blows up there too. So smells good. All right. Kenny's still uh, not sure if he can, if he can, if he can eat. Oh no, there's. I no mean, question. no, no eating, but of of drinking. Hey, I will. Um, we're gonna we're gonna have some shows on this a little bit later. Um, in the fall when we hit the fall, uh, pumpkin spice people, we haven't hit the fall yet. Just FYI. But we're going to be talking a little bit about this. Um, we have a ballot initiative that is now going to be on the uh, the ballot in November. Um, so I can now tell you that it is question three. So vote yes on three. Number three. Um, and it's basically a restores balance, improves safety, and promotes fair play in the retail alcohol industry. And I will get, I'll just give you the four, basically the four things uh, that it does. It, it number one, by voting break, yes, you by will voting be. yes, it takes full liquor license back to seven from nine. It just went to nine. No one actually in Massachusetts owes, owns nine right now, but it would be grandfathered if they did. So no one's going to get anything taken away from them. Okay. It brings it, it. It creates a pathway for eighteen beer and wine licenses. So one one individual corporation can hold eighteen beer and wine licenses. Um, it will. Prohibit self-checkout of alcoholic beverages. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. 
And this would sure. be supermarkets or other things that yeah, might, you might have let to, you walk up and do that. But you, right. you have to, it can't be, it can't be in, you can't take it to self-checkout. You have to go and actually talk to somebody. Okay. All right. And it, um, penalties, penalties, uh, monetary penalties would be based on gross sales, not just alcohol sales. So if you sell gasoline or you sell other, other items there, um, it would, that would count. Side of one of those type of things after prohibition, the only people that could sell alcohol were actually liquor stores. And when, if you got fined, you were fined on your gross sales. Right. Somewhere along the way, supermarkets, when they got their licenses, were usually limited to a very, uh, an area inside the store. That area is not in, in, in a limited spot anymore. It's across the entire store. So in essence, these, store, these stores now, these big stores are actually liquor stores. So they should be... Um, they should have the same penalties as everybody else. And it would deter and make serious the fact that you should be making sure that you're not doing an illegal sale. Right. Okay. And the last thing, which I think is, is, is really cool is uh, we're going to allow uh, people to actually take out of state IDs using the same criteria as we use in state. In other words, I, I can't, if I take a um, Rhode Island ID and something goes wrong, if I have to go before the ABCC, as soon as I say I took a Rhode Island ID, I automatically lose. I can't make a case currently. at all currently yeah. um, because it's not an accepted form of identification for alcohol sales in Massachusetts. However, I can take a foreign uh, uh, passport, which I have no idea what some of these passports look like, and I would at least have a defense. It just doesn't make sense that well, we can Ro- do that. I would argue that Rhode Island IDs are probably very close to a foreign <laughs> document. <laughs> well, you know what the other part is? We are going to, uh, all these states are going to real IDs. So there's yep. now a, there's now going to be sort of a standardized format of how all the IDs go. So we're the last state in the union that doesn't accept out-of-state IDs as, as accepted form of, of identification for purchase of alcohol. And it's, it's, it's time to end that within the 21st century here. Yep. So I think that's going to, um, so that those are those are ballot initiative November November um, question number three question three and we're saying hey vote yes make vote yes uh, it accessible but still safe have some safeguards in there because um, it's getting a little loosey goosey with uh, checkout uh, self checkout not checking IDs right we're allowing more stuff to happen we're allowing more stuff to happen you know we're we're sort of right. facilitating that it's 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 actually one of the few, I think one of the few questions you'll ever see that's not totally self-serving. So we're expanding that, but we're also saying, okay, if we're going to do that, we need to make sure a couple other things are done a little bit safer. Right. And then no checkout. Well, you've always, you you know, the the retail liquor store has always had that higher standards of safety and also been held accountable for it. And so as people open up and they go like, you know, it'd be great to make this kind of money or have people in as a lost leader on the alcohol. Hey, you know, you want to be in this game, game. be yeah. in this game. Right. Well, you know, the other thing is we, we, we talked about it. And we're going to have talk about this, like I said, further when we get into the, into the fall is for a liquor store who's, this is our job to do it. This is necessary. What we sell alcohol is necessary for us. If you want to get into the alcohol business, but your primary business is let's say a gas station or, Vitamins or, 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 or well, even or a supermarket yeah. or whatever, this is ancillary. In other words, Target can have alcohol or not have alcohol. If they don't have alcohol, it doesn't mean they're go- they're going to go out of business. Right. So, if you're taking on alcohol, these are going to be the the new set of standard rules that you're going to have to follow. And if you don't like those, that what's really cool is like you don't have to carry it. 
Right. It's a controlled substance uh, or regulated substance. You don't have to carry it. So well, um, I think it's pretty, you know, it's, it, it gets down to the point of being reasonable with all this stuff and, and looking out for public safety too. How dare you be reasonable? I know. I know. Well, I, I've been accused of worse. <laughs> wow. <laughs> all right. So um, that's going to be coming up. I want everybody to, to take a, a One look minute. at that. Um, since we only, since we do have a minute left, I wanted to point out, uh, hopefully Cousin Vinny is watching this morning, uh, Randall Bird is going to be doing this week's Whiskey Wednesday. What's yes. this What's this Wednesday? I always forget. Is it uh, it's the 31st? The 31st of August. Yeah. 7 o'clock. I think there's space left um, Definitely to, to join space us. Definitely between the headphones. Yeah. Uh, but I think there's space left to, if you want to join this. It's a $10 gift card to reserve your spot. Um, Randall's going to be doing the copper and cask, and it is going to be fantastic. Right, Randall? Yeah, we just have the new release of the Wheel Horse, which is pretty tasty as well, and oh, some cool. other things. And I might be able to sneak in a little bit of the uh, Irish North Cross before it's Oh, been, so maybe even a sneak released. peek. So yeah. uh, it's always good to have friends in the liquor business, isn't it? Well, plus we're going to visit. Uh, <laughs> you have a pretty deep lineup of Copper and Cask. Yes, we do. And uh, I also have the new right, go. Armanac Cask. Well, so they only have more about this, but uh, let's take a quick break sure? because that was just a lot of me talking. It's the liquor talking. We'll be back after this message. We'll continue with the video portion over the commercial break. You're All, out. Right. All right, we're out. So, Kenny, I know you're a little bit under the weather, but do you want to do? I'm not the under break? the weather. I feel under the weather. Well, yeah. Well, okay. I, you're getting me on semantics. <laughs> You're not. You're well, not. You're one hundred percent. It's important because I'm not contagious. Oh yes, of I course. Like well, you're contagious, do. but nothing with <laughs> <laughs> nothing that's going to affect Randall or I. So we're okay. <laughs> um, I, I had the second shot. And I know exactly how you were feeling. So um, is it? I know you brought some stuff in today for Kenny's homework. Do you want to? Do you mm. want us to try anything while we're on the first break here? Well, the the Kenny's homework that I want to try is actually uh, ready to go or ready to drink the Casa Azul. And since it's so low in ABV, I think I could probably taste could, it. Could you, could you swallow that? Yeah. Yeah. So I got the Casa Azul. So this is real tequila in this um, ready to ready to go cocktail. Mm -hmm. It's 5% alcohol, tequila with natural flavors. 12, these are 12 ounce cans. These are not out yet, are they? They are not. No, this is so we're getting this a little sweet. This isn't in my hand. Nope. <laughs> this is just a figment. A fig Newton. Do of you have a couple of the cups so I can decant? Yeah, the, yeah, uh, absolutely. Studio. Yeah, well, here you go. Studio I audience. I would the blind. two people staring me down across the they, table. Yeah, they're already <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> um, sound like can like, somebody come my way? I'm going to open up the, I got the peach mango. Which one do you have? Watermelon. Oh, I don't know. I might be jealous of that one. Here's the peach mango here. Want to hand that one to Randall? This is going to be the um, jockeying of cops here. Okay. I have one. You're going to have some of that, Kenny? Yeah, but I. Right. We just, if it's going out and coming back in. Yeah, I know. This is the cool part. You guys got to pay attention. I don't, you know, this is one of those type of things that don't, don't screw, don't screw it up. Watermelon. Oh, watermelon. Thank you, sir. So I'll give this to the audience so they can have one. Do you have an extra, you have an extra can I can hold? Um, oh, take, no, but, take that, well, they, take the yeah. watermelon. I just, just wanted to make sure this is 100 calories, 5% in the 12, right? The one, one serving per. So 100 calories. Um, tequila soda that's delicious, refreshing. Mi casa es su casa. I'm learning Spanish, right? Did you know that? Yeah, learning Spanish. <laughs> tequila soda. 
All right. I like that it has it actually the tequila. They're so serious about it that they actually put the, the nom number on it, which is yep. telling you which dis- distillery in Mexico it, it, it comes from. As people know, now, that, you can actually look that up. You yes. can look up the, the nom number. The government runs a yeah. uh, CRT NOM, uh, which means national something Mexico. Um, that lists all the distilleries because a distillery can make Too multiple many. products, but you mm-hmm. can find out where it actually came from. And so that that's a little bit more transparent on where things are being made. I like the, um, I like the mango peach. What's really cool is um, peach actually um, enhances mango flavor. So the combination of the two is, 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 is definitely a, the way to go. Um, it's a little bit on it's, you know, it's funny. I think it's got a lot of flavor. I don't think it actually is sweet, although it gives an appearance of being sweet because the flavor is well, pretty intense. Sweet, but yeah, intense, but it doesn't finish. Sugary. Sweet. Yeah, it's not sugary. Yeah, there's actually. Um, That's pretty good. I like that one. I think it's stevia. Is it stevia? It cuts out some of the yeah. calories. Not the sweetness. The watermelon's pretty on target, too. You know what's weird, though? I have a problem with my refrigerator at home because the peach mango is significantly colder than the watermelon. Yeah, it is. They were both in the in my refrigerator and they were next to each other. So. Oh no, no, I threw that on the ice when you gave. Oh, it you me. did. Okay, I threw it I on the ice. Like, when you boy, you boy. gave me one, I threw it on the ice. Huh. This, you know, these are actually both. So it's a refrigerator gaslight. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> it's gaslighting. Um, I think these are pretty good. You know what I do like about these? They're free. Um, yeah. One, 30 seconds. Free. Two, no, um, two is they didn't call themselves margaritas. Because no. as soon as somebody puts, you know, I mean, technically it's a, it's a tequila soda. Um, and I like it. I think it's really good. I think they're nice and refreshing. They're light. They taste good. How about the audience? So-so? No? All right, yes, guys. No. 10 seconds. Middle. Here we go. All right. We're coming back. You'll love it, and that's winning enough for us. Deep Eddie Vodka and Deep Eddie Sweet Tea Vodka. And please, day drink responsibly. You can tell them to put a cork in it, but they'll tell you. It's the Liquor Talking with Ryan Maloney and Spirits Medium Randall Bird. Live in the Jim Beam Cold Storage Studio at Julio's Liquors, Route 9 in Westboro. Hey, everybody, we're back here at It's the Liquor Talking. We're broadcasting on WCRM AM 830. And uh, Kenny's here and Randall's here. And myself, Ryan, um, I think I'm here. Um, during the break, we were actually tasting Casa Azul tequila soda. Um, I have two the peach, flavors. two flavors. They had peach mango and Randall had the watermelon. I, not bad. I, I, I thought they were pretty good. Um, they have a lot of flavor in the audience. We're a little bit mixed, but I think it's more of like what you like to drink type thing. Um, but I thought they were, they were pretty good. And you know what I liked about them? They didn't taste like um, the other hard seltzers because they're not malt based. They're actually yep. tequila based. So you're not getting that weird maltiness um, flavor at the end. So um, these aren't out yet where we just, we got a sneak peek. So um, keep an eye out for them, but I think they're, you know, I think they're very nice. So good luck on that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I think they're really good. I think that a lot of people are going to actually like those things. Um, okay. So 
this past Wednesday, this Wednesday coming up, Randall is going to be doing this Wednesday at Julio's, uh, 140 Turnpike Road. If you want to get go to juliosliquors.com. A whiskey Wednesday. Whiskey Wednesday. Go to events page on juliosliquors.com, and you'll see uh, uh, copper and ca- pictures of copper and cast bottles. That's the one Randall Bird, and it says Randall Bird on it, that, that he's going to do. We didn't put your picture out. We didn't want to throw anybody yeah, off. People have an appetite. <laughs> you know, they want to not uh, be put off by the whole thing. So this, we're going to have some surprise stuff there. So that's good. I think it's going to be neat. For yeah. people to well, show up. This past Wednesday, we had Alex Cottle from um, Old Elk was here um, showing us uh, some of their products. And we did some of our single barrel. We did one of our single barrels and then two of our single barrels and one of the micro batch that we that we yep. did called Whatever the Weeder. But the cool part was, is they had like sort of their master distillers series, the next two that were out in that. So we got to try those. So I thought we would try those today because I don't think either one of you guys has had these. So um, I have not. Now, Old Elk is coming out of Colorado, right? And are they into their own distillation at this point or is this still some of the. Okay, so they're not. They're not, uh, it's, this is such a weird story. Anyways, they're not into their own distillation at the facility in Colorado. Right. But, um, uh, Greg, uh, Matz, who is the master distiller there was the master distiller at MGP where these are sourced from. And he did all the distillation on this whiskey. So it's a, it's an odd thing. I would call, I would call it more of a contract distilling. Sure. Because he was in charge of the whole thing and actually came up with the, the mash bills and all that type of stuff. So, so, so just so our audience kind of, you know, listening is trying to figure out what we're talking about. There's a guy who was <laughs> like so much different than at show. MGP, which was in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Yeah. And it's a renowned distillery. That's a big powerhouse distillery. They make a lot of great product. That distiller moved to Colorado and opened his own distillery, but there's a lag time between when you open the distillery and you can make product because it has to age, right? Right. So there's several years before you're going to put out stuff from the Colorado distillery. But the continuity here is that he went back and did stuff that he had actually distilled. And that's what they're releasing right now until they catch up with the distillation that's coming out of Colorado. Right. They get, and they, they're still, it's his mash bill. Too. I think right. his Mashville, he had a hand in making right. it. And then uh, yep. later it comes uh, comes through the old elk label. But at some point, this will transition into what they're making. Yes. Currently in Colorado, which will be aged and available in a few years. This one here is the double wheat straight whiskey. So I will tell you that what they what they did is they make a weeder, which is wheat bur- bourbon with the next grain bill would be wheat. Right. All right, then I get I gave you one. Oh, sorry. Anyway, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't forget about you, buddy. Um, I was too busy looking at the bottle <laughs> and not paying attention. So they do a, a weeded bourbon, which is the next grain after uh, the corn is wheat. And so at least fifty one percent corn. Yeah, and then I'll actually the next give you. Large. I'll actually give you what their mash bill is on the weeded bourbon. It's fifty one corn, forty four percent malted barley, forty five percent wheat, zero rye. That's their weeded bourbon. And then they do a they do a um, a wheat whiskey, which is zero corn, five percent malted barley, ninety five percent wheat, and zero rye. Right. So what they did is they took barrels of both of those, and put them together to make this double wheat. So, ages from six to seven years old barrels they put together. So it when you put it together, here's what here's the new breakdown now. 
It's 51% corn, 19% malted barley, 22.5% wheat, and 7.5% rye. Make sense? That's what the breakdown is. That's the breakdown. But you can't. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I take that back. Sorry. The barley seems. Nice. Yeah, well, no, no, I, I screwed that up. The, the double wheat is 25% corn, 3.5% malted barley, 71.5% wheat and zero rye. I was reading the wrong one. I apologize. Right. That's what it says on the side of this. Does it? Good. <laughs> I have it written down. So I wrote it. I wrote both of them down. I wrote it wrong. So but, you're but taking you're those two things. taking two separate whiskeys and, and right. mixing them together. But what you're talking about here is just combining the numbers of the mash bills. No, they actually did the, they took the, the weeded bourbon, barrels of weeded bourbon right. and barrels of wheat whiskey. And then they blended those together to make the double wheat. Right. But it's technically not the mash bill for making the whiskey. It just is showing what your grain breakdown right. is. Grain breakdown the, after when you, after when you, you mix blended it. them. Right. Correct. Yes. Correct. You got that? Am I right on that? Yes. Yes. Because the mash bill would be pre-production. Right. And the percentage of grain would be the after, after, they after they blended together. Yeah. So what do you think of that one? That's oh, delicious. I like wheat whiskey. I've always been a big fan. I like the kind of silky richness that you get from a wheat whiskey. My thing with wheat is I don't think wheat adds a, a super ton of flavor. Two minutes. I think it adds texture. Yep. And it, it, and I described this uh, during the meeting is that it's almost like, like salt. It sort of enhances the other flavors a little bit, you know, where the wheat doesn't become the predominant, even though it's a lot of wheat in this one, you can taste it, but it's not as predominant. It, it, it shows off like the, the, the barrel, it shows off some of the other grains um, and it sort of brings it together and like this harmonious um, sort of flavor component. Yep. Um, that some of that stuff uh, flows through. I, I like this one, but um, I don't know if we got enough time, but I think what we'll do is we'll start this one. The other, the other whiskey that's in that, in the uh, master series that we got to try was the four grain. Now the four grain has, uh, as it, the name implies, corn, rye, barley, and wheat. Yes. But this is a four, I will put four it grain out. Bourbon? This is a four grain bourbon. So it's at least, so 51, at least 51%. 51%. In, uh, you guys want to take corn. this one? Um, the guys will, yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, that was a stupid question, right? The studio audience is going to get this one. So here is the, let me find the four grain straight bourbon comes down to 51% corn, 19% malted barley, 22 0.5% wheat and 7.5% rye. That's what the four grain comes down to. So you can taste that one. And these range uh, for, again, between six and seven years. And the ABV on this is 52.95. Yeah. This is my very different flavor. Yeah. This is my, I love this one. I tend to the weak guy like you are, but this four grain is just to me is well, I think we're going to take a break with this uh, this tasting mm. and let us sit with us as we continue on in our Facebook Live and uh, we'll be back after this commercial break. Please stay tuned. It's the Liquor Talk. I'm Jared McHugh. Friday's release of the FBI affidavit that led to the raid on former President Trump. All right. Now, so when we were tasting these, of the two, I'm a big wheat guy like you are, Randall. I, I love weeded, weeded bourbons. I like wheat whiskey. But the four grain, I think this four grain is... 
more flavor. Really, mm-hmm. really good. I, I think they did a fantastic job. I will tell you, most of these, both of the bottles that we just tried go for over $100, like 120 bucks a bottle. They're not inexpensive, but they're expensive to make. And again, it's all economy to scale of, of what the, what's going into the product. But would you say this is allocated or it's just it is hard to get? It is allocated. Yeah. yeah. We don't have a lot of, we went through, let's put it this way. When we had the tasting, uh, we went through over a case of each one of these and for 40 people in a room. Yeah. You Um, weren't sampling. Well, we, no, no, we, (laughs) I was impressed. That's, that's a commitment to. I just love this. I just love this four grain. Yeah. Are you eating circus peanuts over there? I am. I I, how come none of them made it down to me? You know, I'm a certain word. Because you're, uh, you have a nut allergy. Right. That's exactly what I was that, thinking. That, you, you, <laughs> okay. You boys know how this works, right? <laughs> if I had, a, if if we went that technical term of a nut allergy, a YouTube sitting next to me, uh, I'd be broken out yep. right now. <laughs> so. All right. Let's give one of the bags. Okay. So circus peanut is, is a lot of people call this. Uh, what we call, the greatest we call candy ever made. <laughs> trash candy. <laughs> but it's one of those trash candies that, this is great on the mic when I'm opening this up, but trash candy on um, Circus Peanut because of the flavor cone, it's banana and vanilla. and But it's a very specific uh, combination of It's the vanilla. pillow of the candy world. It is. But, you know, this flavor comes up a lot in not only whiskey, but in wine too, the flavor shows up. I know you don't want, actually, I get some wine for you to try later on. No. But these are good. I don't care. Candy corn is where, like candy corn is the way you lose me. Candy corn is a trash can. It's just sugar. Yeah. Made into wax. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. Speaking of which, I get, I guess. 30 seconds. When we come back, I got something on candy corn that we we, would have talked about. You want a cup? Cup up to Sam. Yeah. All right, we're coming back on the air, and I'll, I'll, we'll actually do a uh, let's do a let's do a gen file when we come back. I'll get that ready. But I love uh, it's so funny because now seconds. they now have go. they now have circus peanuts in in Europe, so now people are are, are familiar. They never did. Are they called Cirque Peanuts? Peanut. Stand by. They cannot offend you because they know not what they say. Live from the Jim Bean Cold Storage Studio in the heart of Julio's Liquors, Route 9 in Westboro, it's the Liquor Talking with your hosts, Ryan Maloney and Spirits Medium, Randall Bird. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to It's the Liquor Talking right here <laughs> on WCRN AMA 30. Now, we're, we're broadcasting uh, also on Facebook Live. Go to Julio's Liquors Facebook page if you want to see what's going on. I'm sitting here barely, um, indulging. Barely. barely. I'm, I'm indulging in one of my favorite trash candies that Kenny was so great to, br- to bring us by, which is Circus Peanuts, which is this marshmallow, hard oh. marshmallowy. Uh, concoction that tastes like bananas and, and vanilla, but a very specific banana and vanilla flavor. And I was just saying how this flavor will show up not only in whiskey, but it also shows up in, in wine. I've had that flavor of wine. So it's a really good um, flavor component to, to know and recognize when it comes up. Um, Still mad about the trash candy. I think <laughs> this is one of the higher forms of candy. But well, no, I, I don't you know, know what a lot it, of people that agree with me. 
There's there's not a lot. And I, and I, I agree with you on this. I yeah. like this. Now, the real trash candy, and which we're going to start, you know, <laughs> as we start going into the fact where we're jumping, we're, we're, we're jumping seasons and stuff here is I've already seen candy corn as well as pumpkin spice. We'll get into that some other time. But candy corn and in, in, in all the Halloween candy are coming out. And candy corn to me is the ultimate trash candy. Sorry. It just is. I don't. It's like, like it. the don't worst. Like, like you should just take that stuff and, and 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 just throw it away. It looks like it should be flavorful and appealing, and it just doesn't deliver. It's like eating wax. Like if you like if you like candy corn, do you also like chewing on crayons? I mean, because really, that's out of the, <laughs> the play. So I will give you. We're gonna we're gonna do one better because we got a gen file. All right, so this is uh, Jen finds these things across the uh, magazines or on Globe. news or globally for us that she thinks we should talk about maybe during the, the show. Right. So here it is. Hot dog flavored candy corn is part of this new tailgate mix. So it's not as bad that candy corn was just like wax sugar. Now they're going, Brock says new candy is perfect for barbecues and the upcoming football season. All right. And I will tell you, I will tell you the flavors. It, and this does not make sense to me. So I want to see what you guys think. Here are the flavors in the tailgate candy corn. Fruit punch. Vanilla ice cream. Hot dog. Hamburger. And popcorn. The six flavors that are in this bag. Are those are the flavors uh, that they're that that they're touting? All right. For, are they, now they want to bring candy now they, corn. Yeah, going after the jelly bean industry. I mean, like, remember they had like all these flavors and little jelly beans. Well, you remember? I don't know if you remember. Brock introduced a couple of years, and we I think we talked about this. They introduced turkey dinner candy corn to try to fill the void in the remaining of autumn. Like it wasn't bad enough. They got us for Halloween with the candy corn. I, my kids were pegging. But you know, it's going to be it's going to be left <laughs> over. Right. So yeah. why not? Like, well, what about summer? There could be this is like their this is their selling point. But what about summer? There could be a way to sell candy corn before October. First of all, it's sold way before October. It's already in the stores now. Anyways, yeah. earlier this year, Brock's uh, a taco. They did a late night taco truck jelly bean. Okay, I, I get it. But candy corn is just a whole different thing with flavors like hot dog and hamburger. And and so I get if you're going to do tailgating, I get the hot dog and the hamburger and the popcorn even. But fruit punch. I mean, wouldn't it be beer? I mean, if you're going to do one, wouldn't it be beer and vanilla ice cream? How about apple pie? One of my favorite quotes from Mean Girls is stop trying to make fetch stick, Gretchen. <laughs> right? Like, stop trying to make the candy corn a legitimate candy. Just let it go. If we put enough flavors onto it, you know, maybe the, it'll be appetizing, the, but it's not. It's we already like, have a candy that does that. And the candy that does that is jelly beans. Right. Jelly beans have already established themselves as the multiple flavored And now candy, candy corn is making the move. Against, right. It's yeah, supposed I, to look I, like a kernel of corn. Now you're making like, you know, right. If it's a true kernel of corn, it would come in the same way. They go out the same way it came in. But that's beside the point. We won't get into that. You know who lost the long term <laughs> candy battle? Who did? Rock candy. Right. Like it's the only thing that I can think of that's actually worse than uh, candy corn. It's just pure sugar and it, you can break a tooth on it. 
and <laughs> it was I around was for like 200 to... years right. and then they're like you know what we can't but we can't do that we can't. They, and, and you know what we could i could actually talk about how the elevation of candy corn is makes sense in the way consumer product goods are doing uh strategy today but in terms of the shelf space no in terms of the rock candy those guys took a pivot that they've been very successful with and that is if you order a hot coffee in a really nice restaurant they give you rock candy to you know to hide the flavor and just basically use this now randall doesn't like coffee you gotta keep remembering that but but i mean i'm just saying yeah you stir rewrite right and i understand what they're doing but like that's like to me the desperate like you know we can't when, give here's this the, away here's to the children, sad part. Here's so a, let's put it in Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Kids aren't eating this stuff. So how do we get the adults that already eat it? Let's let's go. Let's you know, let's go with that. When did candy corn jump the shark? <laughs> I don't I don't. <laughs> it's all it, it started jumping the shark. I just think that there are certain things that like there may have been a heyday of that particular product, right. but like wax lips. Remember those? <laughs> like why infinitely more flavorful than candy corn right but like even just the concept is like horrific to okay me, brock know? stop like you have your fans there's people that like candy corn just keep and, it to traditional and, and, and i'm gonna give you this release i'm gonna probably i'm gonna go out on the limb here and saying that people who actually like candy corn don't want you messing with it right right they yeah. want the candy corn that tastes like the same crappy candy corn they've always had <clears throat> Right. And, and I would say that if you flavors. want to do popcorn, at least that's still staying within the in the red popcorn. Because it's corn. But like, I mean, I can't. Because it's corn. It's popcorn's okay because it's corn. That's corn too. Candy but, succotash. Oh, there you go. Yeah. How about uh, okra? Yeah. Okra Shepherd's Winfrey. pie okay. flavored. Uh, Shepherd's uh, pie. Fl- yeah. Candy well, corn. well, they're going with the, the, the turkey and stuff. It's bad enough that we have shipyard. That comes out like in August and we do the pumpkin. We start getting into the pumpkin spice thing. I, I don't even want to get in. I don't even want to get in. First of that. all, you know, it was depressing to me outside of the fact that I was actually at the store today. But uh, I went to a Hobby Lobby uh, for, <laughs> for whatever reason to buy yeah. Paracord. Yeah. And because they have really cheap uh, stainless double insulated mugs. But that's besides the point. <laughs> and okay. I see just a ton of Christmas stuff. There's Christmas stuff in the stores. And then I'm like, and well, in all seriousness, it is a Christian there's... store, so I, mean, I would expect them to jump, dude. Yeah, you know, but it's jump not, the season. But you would think it would be like baby Jesus nativity if, Christmas, um, but it wasn't. That's are you all. allowed? I just want to know if you if you start getting in if you start getting into Christmas stuff now. Yeah, am I allowed to basically take you out and use you as a Halloween decoration? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Because I, I think so. that's the penalty for getting well, into Christmas so, in in but Christmas is August, bad, but August. right now uh, the Halloween stuff is just it's all I walked into Dunkin' Donuts today and I thought I was walking into a um a hayride right. and, and fall foliage and, and you know you I already the had cob, the fake the girls cobwebs were, out yeah, of the yeah. doorway. Yeah. I walked in there and the girls were all wearing the uh Han Solo outfit. <laughs> know with the vest and the, the black pants and the and the boots it's not <laughs> they were already getting we got two fall. more months right yeah i'm just trying to oh no we're gonna be around. talking about this a little bit so more, but, well you yes. know but pumpkin 
which again <laughs> I firmly associate with Halloween because it's the official mascot of Halloween, right? Yeah, the jack o' lantern. In uh, when when's the earliest iteration of pumpkin beer come out? It has to be July. Oh, it's, 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 it's July. Yeah, it's July. <laughs> Listen, I saw something on my. I took Sophia to. She's going to school, and I had to go on a road trip. You know, dropped her off at college, and I saw these, and I had to pick these up. This is Giants pumpkin seed. And, and hear me out a second. This All is right. the only edible part of the pumpkin. I don't have a seeds. problem with pumpkin seeds. It's the seeds, right? Well, what I loved is this company actually did dill pickle <laughs> flavored pumpkin. flavored pumpkin seeds. So I, I get to that. And I'm like, you know what? If we're going to have a incremental going from summer to fall, if we were going to have a flavor, because I think the, fir- the real autumnal flavor is, is we've discussed this, is apple. Apple? But, apple. Cinnamon? Yeah. Autumnal flavors like nutmeg. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's it. But if we're gonna have a transitional like flavor, I'm putting in between like late August and before we get to October, I am putting my vote in for the pickle. Two minutes. Still. Huh. What do you think of that? So and I'm gonna I'm gonna make my case. Yeah, exactly. And you don't know what to do with it. Right. So, you know. Now you make pickles, right? So now it's it's still pickle. And I actually grabbed a couple things to stress my point. I know we have to go for break and maybe we'll start on those. But I also picked up Utz Ripple Fried Utz. Di- Utz. Utz. Utz? Is it Utz? Utz? Oh, okay. Utz. Utz. Yeah, um, publicly Utz traded company, them. by the way. Utz um, uh, Fried Dill Pickle Potato Chips. Want to try those? Mm. I know Randall does. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm going. I'm a fan of the pickle year round, though. I mean, it doesn't have to be seasonal, but I don't. In 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 another one, I got I got you guys so you could try it. Okay, was the now, wicked now wick, wicked pickle spicy flavored the yes. pickle whiskey? <laughs> I've had this, and you don't need to have it again. No. And then, what? How much time we got, Ted? Keep like, talking. All right. Well, I, I wanted to know how much time. In. <laughs> All right. Having so we got technical problems. Keep talking. Okay. Um, Citadel just came out with a new gin. Pickle. <laughs> Are we still it's in the pickle? Thing? Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. It's it's well. It, it's uh. What do you say? Cornichon. Cornichon pickles. These these pickles. Mm. Cornichon pickles. Those little like um sour pickles. And they just came out with the gin. The 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 uh, the thing is, is that the cat knocked the the pickles into the gin. <laughs> you know, that's the story. But I figured we would try this huh. and see how it is. But this is like I'm like, oh wait a minute, maybe some people are actually thinking about making pickle. I mean, obviously picklebacks and all that type of stuff. I mean, it is a flavor. Or just a that, pickle eating contest, like a well, we also you know off contest. Gherkin off, please. <laughs> Gherkin off contest. All right, I'll let the uh, audience try this. Cornishon, right? The Cornishon pickles, right? Yeah. And that's what I have. I have those. So you can try them. Oh, you want me to open? Them? Yeah, you can open them. Yeah, oh, we didn't know if we were. Yeah, open, open them up. Them. Try one. It has a thing. If you actually lift it, it lifts the pickles up. Oh, I see it. What? Yeah. I see it. There's a little uh, T handle in there, but wow! Before I get my okay, guess what? It's time it, for a break. It tastes like it. <laughs> no, it, it actually it tastes it tastes like it. Oh, good job! Grab that pickle. <laughs> well, grab a couple out of the top. You got to grab a couple there. out of the top first, Ken. All right. 
He's stabbing them. Yeah, I know. Well, because Just to watch uh, your fingers. I stab your fingers. Wedged in there. You know something? This does have the flavor. Those are excellent. Yeah, those are delicious. Yeah, well, I, I opened up a jar so we could see what the difference. Okay, let's go to break. All right, we got to go to break. So we're going to have some uh, we're gonna have some pickles, and we're going to have some gin, and we'll talk about that when we come back. What and, are you listening to? It's the Liquor yeah. Talk. We'll be back after this break. Yep. All right. I love those pickles. The Cornishian pickles. Yeah. That's nice. a clever device in the. Oh yeah, this, the one we have is um, I forgot what brand that is, but it's got a little three basket, little pigs. three little pigs. That you pull it up, but it's it's wedged in there. Yeah, you got to you got to eat the top ones first before you sort of you got to eat like sort of the top ones. Now, did you guys try the um, Citadel Gin? Nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kenny, you just need to take a sip of that. <laughs> no, seriously, you you All do right, need. Well, to, then you need. I'll give you a glass. I'll one. give you a glass. You get the bottle over there. Bottles with you. Okay, so I'll have a cup. Have a cup. Try this I out. Think I can figure out how to get the cap off. You think? I can taste it. Yeah, it's definitely in the botanical now, and it's a little bit different than just the dill. It's just not like dill, right? The Cornishons have a different flavor to them. This is a limited edition that they just put out. Um, it goes for forty bucks, I think, a bottle, thirty nine ninety nine. Definitely get the uh, pickle. Yeah, you definitely get, you definitely get, I mean, and it's that flavor pickle, though. It's not like a, a deli pickle or even just a straight dill pickle. It's a little bit different. It's got a little bit more, would it be, I would say probably a little bit more, almost like um, <laughs> vinegar, maybe, like a little oh, bit more vinegary God. taste to it. It's really good. If you like those type of, I, I love these things. I, I can eat that whole. Now, game. there was a whole kind of, you know, the pickle whiskey. Right. Well, we started with pick. We started with the, the, the pickle back. Pickle back. Right. With whiskey. So I so thought whiskey. it was a natural transition that somebody would have to make wicked pickle. Right. right. Which and is they the did. Flavor. And you were right. But it's not. No, it's not quality. It's not something that I find a good flavor with. Do you remember that we also. Some people may you know love which it, was, I don't. Well, you know, which was good is the uh, the moonshine with the dill pickles. Like. Um, it's like a pickle jar and it, it was filled with moonshine, but it had the dill pickles in those. Those pickles are really good. And then you know what they're real they're good in is a uh a bloody Mary. Oh, geez, I almost forgot about this. Hold on. We're still on break anyway, so I might as well. Hey, you guys want to try some Bloody Mary? Sure. Kenny, can you eat can you have a now, bloody I'm Mary? I'm interested in getting into this liquid without alcohol. Well, I could pour you some that way if you no, like. No, no, this this um the liquid that's in there in there to see what it tastes like against a a brine that you would typically have here. Oh yeah, you'd have to pour that off. You want to pour it off? No, no, I'm not wait, but I'm just saying, like for future experiments. You know, we tried. We tried. Um, what was the one we tried? We tried the um, sriracha, Bloody Mary. Yep. And I have here uh, on the on the table, Kenny. I have another bottle of it unopened of the Bloody Mary mix. So this is which style? Just the typical one? Yeah, but this is Sacramento. Yeah. Um, my dad, when he used to always make his, you know, famous, everybody wanted Bloody Marys. He always used the the big secret was fresh horseradish, and he always used uh, Sacramento tomato juice. Okay. To make it, that was sort of his 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 sort of thing that he liked ha- like doing. So I'm gonna pour now. Since the 80s, I've known Sacramento as the big tomato instead of the big apple. 
Right, and I think that's part of it because they do, they do grow tomatoes out there. Well, they that's used to. Lost it. Now it's all developed in the, all okay. the agricultural areas have been developed into housing, and so that doesn't happen anymore. Is that uh, what you're I'm sure me? it happens around there, but it's not the way it used to. Used to have big floodplains, a lot of rice growing, but that's where all the housing tracks have been built up. So. Oh, really? <clears throat> yeah. Well, this is a new one that we're carrying. And I figured that I would make us some Bloody Marys. And since you had the pickles there, that would actually work out pretty good. I'm going to do this. I don't know if the cap's fully on that. So That's okay. That it was, though. Thing. Yeah. Okay. It is. I made it a little One bit minute. Light. I made it a little bit light on the vodka, so you should be able to have this. Okay. All right. So we're going to hopefully we're going to taste more. Just of a it. teaser. I have a Bloody Mary mix in a can coming from England and it actually got somehow screwed up in Framingham. I was going to have it for today's show. Oh, really? So bring that yeah. next time. We'll, it's called we'll try Long it. Bottom and it's really good. Okay. Um, well, but, this is the Sacramento one. It is like seven, eight bucks for the, for the bottle. You guys want to try some? Now, how many people just drink it right out of the bottle without the alcohol? I, well, it's a Virgin Bloody Mary. So, but I don't, I don't. I mean, you it's can get all good. the flavor of it. This right? is actually pretty good. This uh, you can tell this is Sacramento tomato juice that they use for this. Now, where are those pickles? See now, sounds like is, a pickle party. This is like okay, ten seconds. Here right, we go, guys. Come back. All right, I want to throw one of these bad boys in there. All things alcohol, Ryan Maloney and the medium of spirits, Randall Bird. Join forces every week to bring audio nourishment to a parched audience. Live from the Jim Beam Cold Storage Studios in the heart of Julio's Liquors, Route 9 in Westboro, it's the Liquor Talking. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to It's the Liquor Talking right here on WB. We okay over there? WCRN AM 830. We are also broadcasting on Julio's Liquor's Facebook page. We're doing a Facebook Live, so you can follow along there if you'd like to. Um, during the break, I, I threw together a uh, Sacramento Bloody Mary cocktail mix uh, to make a Bloody Mary um, using, I used, just so everybody knows, I used Tito's vodka on this one. And I just threw the uh, punishing um, pickle into uh, mine to to to. to because I think dill should be the transitional flavoring. You threw your pickle in your drink. That's right, baby. So this is the Bloody Mary. Um, what do you guys think of the Bloody Marys? I did some for the audience. Good, good. Yeah, everybody likes this one. This is a real, I like this Bloody Mary mix. It's got enough, it's got enough of a little bite to it. It's got enough horseradish in it to bring it out. And um, and there's all good Bloody Marys. You got to throw like a thousand things in it. So I threw the pickle in there. Randall wants to put a hamburger on it. Yeah. Cheeseburger. The garnish needs to be dominating the drink. That's pretty good. I like that one. Like an omelet. <laughs> I have another. I have another gen file. Want to go through it? Yeah, sure. All right. So let's do it. This one should be actually a set of fun. All right. They're all fun. Yeah, Jen. Most of them just are not fun. <laughs> I'll tell you, you said They're that. all fun. I'll tell you, you said that. So. The most popular cocktails in every U.S. state have been revealed by a new study. All right. I saw that. Did you see this one? Yep. Did you look them all up? Uh, did or did you pass it? No. I, well, I mean, that's, you know, part I of Mark it. Brown's newsletter. Okay. I just had to. 
All right. So, uh, what do you think, Matt? What do you think Massachusetts' most popular cocktail is? I think I remember it. A blue blood. <laughs> it begins with just an, like just like somebody right off the Mayflower. The you just right, we go it with begins with an M. It begins with an M. It does. Begin with, well, it's Massachusetts. Yes, it begins with an M. No, the drink as well. <laughs> what does the audience think? Manhattan. Why you would think nope. that the rivalry we would be? Margarita. Well, you know, I got to tell you, margarita is always a very good guess because that is the number one cocktail in the United States, period. Uh, But and this is like there was a couple of weird ones in there. And Massachusetts was one of them. It's a martini. And that seemed like that seemed very odd to me that it would be a martini. Yeah. I want to know who they. I want to know who they. Uh, who they talk to? But I mean, it's a broad definition, right? I mean, like I go to the Capitol Grill all the time. Yeah, and I have a Stoli Doli, and it's served in a martini glass. So does that count? I've as had a your Stoli Doli. That is not a martini. <laughs> well, it's the nectar of the gods, is what it is. But. It's very good. I will give you that. It is very good. All you, right. You know so, what? Well, how about Kentucky? The number one cocktail I know in Kentucky. That, I know that in the Derby it might be the julep, but I can't imagine that's year round. I agree yeah, with so, Randall. I don't remember what it was though. I didn't look at Kentucky. Kentucky was a, is a Bloody Mary. Yeah. I, I, I'm just telling you what they're like. There was some a lot of places were margarita. I a lot at, of places were not. I looked at Florida too because I lived there. Yeah, Florida's year. margarita. Right, that makes margarita. a lot of sense. I get yeah. that one. I thought I get that one. Alaska. You want to take a stab at Alaska? Blood and sand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like Desperation. Yes. Um, no, it's actually I Alaska. Alaska is an old fashioned. Yeah. It, you know, so some it's of them were really whiskey market, but it just is. It's tough to get it. You know, there were a some, lot of variety up there. Like Wyoming was an old fashioned. Now I, I, I don't know. I, some of these, I just it doesn't. It didn't sort of register. The, you know, uh, Montana was a cosmopolitan. <laughs> I mean, Come on. I mean, like, oh. you know, I'm thinking like cowboys in the big sky country, and I'm thinking Cosmo. Cosmo. <laughs> I would like it uh, pink and frilly. Um, New Hampshire's a margarita. Surprising. New York's a martini. Uh, okay. Not surprising. I saw the, I, I mean, I saw the, I guess Is I can't. Anyone in Manhattan? You know what's funny, though? I thought, uh, I don't think anyone were no. in Manhattan, but you know what the other one that Side was car. really weird to me? Alabama. Alabama. What do you I think? want to say it's the Alabama Slammer, but I just it's think not no, because it's, it's named the, after it. it's the Roll Tide. <laughs> it's the Roll Tide. <laughs> no, it's a pina colada. Now, like I would never have guessed that that it would be a pina colada. Do you think for somebody Alabama. just spun a wheel? I don't know. I I, I, I want to know. Each. I need to know the uh, how this was. So, all what set are up. true cocktails that are on that list? Well, here's the thing: is because a margarita is a mixed drink, but I wouldn't say it's a cocktail. Oh, no, it's a cocktail. Yeah, it's a cocktail. It's a cocktail. It is definitely fine. I'm going to just give you the, to me, the a really cocktail that has it had to exist pre-prohibition. You know the real you know the real funny part about this? Well, then Bloody Mary's probably would have been there. Don't right, you think? But, but margaritas, I don't know. But you know what the funny part about is? There really isn't that many for each state. So there's pina colada, there's old-fashioned, there's Bloody Mary, there's martini, there's margarita. And 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 an old, did I say old-fashioned? Yeah. Um, and Cosmo, and that's it. Yeah, I think it's that's it. It's, no, only, no, 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 that's it. Like, that's it. Like, car. that sort of threw me off. I mean, if they if I had come back and they all said margarita, I would not be surprised. Like, I would be like, okay, I get it. 
you know, Utah is not a Shirley Temple. <laughs> Utah, Utah is not a Shirley Temple. I'll tell you, Utah is a Bloody Mary. So, I don't know. I just thought it was sort of, I just thought it was sort of odd. That's all. That's why I skipped over the article. I looked at Florida, Massachusetts. <laughs> you were done. I said, hey, I gotta, this thing doesn't make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> um, who wants to try uh, a beer? Okay. How about this? Is it pumpkin? in my? It's no, it's pickle. Oh, good. <laughs> Dill pickle sour oh, beer. This is like sucker punch. Still, yeah, I look. I see uh, the su- logo. Made with sucker punch pickle brand. Yeah. All right, that's a good company. I like those guys. Great All movie, right. underrated movie. Uh, very underrated movie, by the way. What sucker punch? Yeah. yeah, didn't even know it was a movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, you will not get a lot of people that will agree with you. On that. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know. One minute. All right, we got one minute. Suck down your pickle. But given the two people that I'm on the dais with, I think I would like it if you guys both like it. If you just are there, you guys want to try it? Sa- this is a sour beer. So. Oh boy, uh, this is a sour beer. I'll oh. just go through. Tart citrus flavors of uh, its goose uh, combined with the unmistakably zesty garlicky flavor of sucker punch dill pickle to create a unique, delicious knockout flavor experience. Five point two percent seconds alcohol. So there's yeah. definitely garlic on the nose. This is as much of this as I can drink. Now it's wow. good, but I can't drink a whole can. I am. I love pickles. I like you know the dill. I like all of that type of stuff. Uh, I'm like one of those people who go. You know, if we stop at Rain's Deli, I got to get, right. you know, a bucket of pickles to take home with me. <laughs> you know, that type of thing. This this definitely is pickle. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Agreed. Ten mm. seconds. But it's a I lot. Get, it's a lot. It's just, a lot to take in. Just deal with Okay, it. we're finished. All right. We all done for the day? Ten I think seconds. we might be. Yeah, we get like 10 seconds. Thanks, Thank everybody, you, everybody, for joining us today. Um, this is our last, like, we're going to be into Labor Day weekend next weekend. So yeah. if you didn't notice, we're gone. We're back. But we're back. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Coming. All right. We'll see you later. Everybody stay safe and uh, join us. Join us again. Check us out on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find all of our episodes there. Got to go. Thanks, Ted. Thank you, guys. Enjoy your week. I will get rid of Ted. Ted's gone. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody on Facebook uh, for watching today. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you later. Is this a question for the broadcast? No. Okay.